and body respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia and pays respects to elders past and present. Welcome to Mission Unplugged, genuine conversations about Christian faith in action with young innovators locally, nationally, and globally. I'm Mitch. I'm Elise. And I'm Emily. Welcome to this week's episode of Mission Unplugged, where Mitch has sat down and had a chat to Lonnie Bandesi. Lonnie Wayne Bandesi is a Bible college student from South Australia. His people are the Rangu Kutura people of South Australia on his mother's side and the Wongatha people of Western Australia on his father's. He's currently studying a Diploma of Theology at Ridley College in Melbourne. I really loved this conversation with Lonnie. It was a lot of fun to sit down with him and hear about his journey of faith and how he's been drawn into ministry. And I really love how he describes following God's calling as a sense of narrowing of his options. Uh, He had all these options in front of him and then one by one they were closed or he worked out that that wasn't where he was supposed to be and that's what's led him into ministry. Yeah, I love that as well because so often we just sort of don't hear that that discernment process and that um, figuring out of what God's call is. Um, And it's so great to hear Lonnie talk about that and so passionately as well and that he's so grateful for that time as well. Uh, I think one of my other favourite parts of the podcast uh, was just the way Lonnie was talking about reconciliation and the fact that it's about a conversation of everyone coming to the table and sitting down together and it not being about, you know, one group of people doing all the legwork but it's a it's a it's a there's a mutuality there um where everyone's got to come together and that it's a unity and diversity all right so let's throw it over to mitch and lonnie yeah yeah but honestly mission like the gospel needs to be heard like even going on mission it like missionary journeys and stuff like that like it's bringing that it's bringing that other perspective to the table you know like bringing that that one, that true purpose of that God wants for us is that to understand that we, us as Christians, you know, like we need to demonstrate that love. G'day Lonnie, welcome to Mission Unplugged. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your background and your story. Okay. So first of all, my name is Lonnie Wayne Bendesi. I am 27 years old. I'm originally from South Australia. I currently live in Melbourne. Um, I was born in Adelaide, but I was raised out on a country. I was raised out on a country town called Sojuna. So I grew up in one of those small communities, like basically a mission, which also, which was called Kornaba. So who I am as a person, but also who I, who I am in identity as like my tribal people is on my mother's side, I'm a Wiringu, Gutara men. And on my father's side, who's he's from Western Australia, is Wongatha. And I've only found out recently about my other tribe name, which is also Naju, which is around the Kalwuli region of Western Australia. So me growing up as a – I didn't grow up in a faith-based background. Like I didn't grow up like there weren't Christians around me. But I remember <laughs> – but I remember because I grew up on the missions back in South Australia, they had a really strong Lutheran influence. 
So especially like Roma back in like how all these people, like all the nanas and that, they'll talk about how they grew up back in the 50s, the 60s, 70s and how they would always talk about, how they always talk about like all the churches and the Lutheran and all that stuff. And <laughs> the one thing that they really kept to value, <laughs> they kept value was do not eat red meat on Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it always, and, and like it's stuck with everyone. And is this is this is even these the people who aren't practicing Christianity in our, in other spaces of their life. It's just it's, it's just the re- it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> that's just, the piece that's stuck yeah yeah that's that's the thing that's stuck and you know and everyone still yeah. sticks with it today and even my cousins yeah. like that are oh, Christian still hold that they still hold that value today and it's like it, it's embedded into their soul. <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, one thing I could say about especially growing up on a growing up on the community the one thing that was like the main thing i could say like that was um, one of the main things that was valued in the community also is who you are who you are as a person like who is your mob like what like like what's your family name what's your like you're going back to family history you know and you're going back to the ground roots of who you are because like that as a person was your identity and having that you know it's like Especially like having that, you know, like predominantly like related to everyone back home, like related to a lot, a lot of people back home. And I have a big family, but having that as a, having that as that, as that basis, you really do value, you really do value that. And people like, and like when you ask people, like you ask your mother, you ask your father, you ask, you ask like aunties, uncles, you know, and they will tell you stories, you know, of how they grew up and how they were taught. So that was like, that was one of the beautiful things about growing up in a community because that's your identity. So you said that faith wasn't a really big part of your, or Christian faith wasn't a really big part of your growing up. So how did you come to faith? What does that journey look like? Oh, it, it was an interest. It, honestly, I'll be honest. It was a interesting, but yeah, it was a rough journey. Um, I come into, like, I originally came, like, I originally came to faith around, the age of 21, I didn't really experience anything besides prayer. And like, besides like being prayed for was only around 18 years old. Like when I used to, like when I was younger, like I wasn't a Christian, I was 18 year old, you know, thinking, oh, it's all fun, you know, go to the clubs and bump into evangelists. And it's like, oh, hey, bro, you know, Jesus. And I was like, no, nah, bro. <laughs> and they was like, okay, I'll pray for you. Can I pray for you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, yeah. That was mainly the only experience that I like, only thing that I really experienced. But um, yeah. I reckon when I came to faith, I was um, I pretty much like felt like I had no hope, you know. And coming to faith it was it was like the biggest leap that I've done that I did, I done at the time in my life. It was like, <laughs> like I had this no se- no sense of direction on where to go, and I was like, oh, if I I want to go this way, oh, I just want to run away. I want to do this, I want to do that. But I was like, ah, oh, I feel cornered and I feel like I don't know what to do. So I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, God, <laughs> I remember praying. I was like, God or oh, Jesus, if you're real, I'm going to take a, I'm gonna take a big jump and leave a faith and I hope you catch me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I ended up, do- ended up jumping. And mind you, my auntie was a Christian at the time. So what happened was, what happened with her was like, I called her and I said, oh, I want to go to church. She comes early in the morning, comes, picks me up. And like, I think this was around Friday and I was sort of like, 
this is after a night of like drinking and all that stuff, you know, it just sort of hit that. I felt like I hit that rock bottom, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. Just, I don't know why. Like it felt like, it felt like a, it felt like a really, it was just a different out of an ordinary situation, like ordinary mm. move for me at that time. So I did it and I was like, okay, boom. So I stayed with her for a few days, you know, sort of so when I cleaned up and then I went to church for the first time. <laughs> it like the church that I went to was um it was called the Aboriginal Marine Community Church. So and like the only time I've never seen like the only time I used to see a lot of black followers was in church and funeral time. I walk into a church and I seen so much black followers. I was like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> it spun me out, you know. And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> I was like, black. I was like, black followers go to church. But I sort of had that immediate assumption in my mind, you know, like how people like I were dancing and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, like ended up going to church. So that was that first time. And I was like, all right, you know, I want to go next time. So I went next time, third time, fourth time. Then I actually committed my life to the Lord. And honestly, through, through that, like through that, I ended up like, so as I came to faith, you know, I ended up started to come to church and I started to learn to read the Bible. And um, I just kept on going, going and pushing, like just kept on pushing on as much as it was a, it was a, like, honestly, I would say it was a rocky journey, but what I would say, honestly, it was a narrow journey. It started to get narrower okay. as I go, as I went, it was like a cone shape. I was like, yeah, okay. okay, because when I came to faith next week later, I immediately got a job and I started working and I was, like, I started to build my, like, everything started to progress like everything started to really like all my progress and all the work that started to happen you know and it's like god is this you because <laughs> it started to work started to go started to like with employment actually started to get my own house and all that stuff but i kept on going and going and going you know but over the years and when i look at it now it was like that god was also it was like he was also preparing me for what was happening because as the years as the years moved on the opportunities that I had started to get smaller and everything started to get shorter. And I'll look one way and I'll look the other way. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay, I want to like, I want to do, I want to do this. So like, I used to be, so I'll, I've been a cook for three years. I used to, <laughs> and so like, and I used to be in a hospitality. So I used to be a waiter like for two years before that. Mm. And yeah. I wanted to get into other avenues. And it's like, no, even if I wanted to do it, like, even if I had the opportunities, it's like, no, but everything kept on pointing back to faith. So over the years, 24, 25, 26, uh, 25, you know, just kept on going, just kept on going. Everything was cool. And then <laughs> I got an apprenticeship around 2018. Uh, no, 20, I started an apprenticeship. I was an apprentice chef for first first year around 2017. And um, that was a, that was okay. Like, like it was okay, you know, but I pretty much got chucked in a deep end. So, <laughs> and it was, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it was I can imagine. All I can say, it was interesting. <laughs> but honestly, you know, like as I was like, as I six going through it, you know, I just mm. noticed the, like there was no other opportunities, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to keep working. You're going to keep working. Yeah, it's okay. Honestly, like it came to this point where this person was beyond, like next to me, she grew up in a Christian household herself. She turns around and says this, yeah, Lonnie, you're going to get called to ministry one day. And I was like, right. I was like, nah, nah. 
<laughs> I, I completely refused the whole thing. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I just tried to, den- I just tried to deny, and I was like, "Get out, get out!" Mind you, I didn't even, like, I didn't even like have that. <laughs> it was so, it was so funny at the time, like when you think about it. But then, yeah. So as time went over, the apprenticeship didn't work out, and um. <clears throat> Like it didn't work out because stuff started happening. Like some stuff started happening and those sort of problems, issues, and I, I left my apprenticeship. And then after that, you know, it sort of went to this phase where it's like, where I felt like I was in this. I felt like I was in this depressive state, and I was like, okay, what's going on? And then I just remember this. I just remember this. Like it's like this voice in my head, and it's like, Lonnie, just surrender already. <laughs> and I was like. And I was sitting there, oh, I want to find another, I was like, I want to find another job. I want to find another apprenticeship. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Now, you know what? Um, Jesus, Lord, Father God, I, I just I just want to commit my life for, to you from now on. I just want to commit my life to you from now on. I want to do what you want. To, I want to do what you want me to do. And then, yeah, so after that, like, after that, then I started to, like, like started to participate more in, like, like, the church stuff because at the time, you know, like, chefing was, Chefing, I was working like six, six, seven days a week. Man, chefing's intense. Like, yeah, it was so, for sure. It was, it was so, it was so, it was so like, it was so crazy, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, because I couldn't even go to church, you know, because I would actually work on Sundays, and that sort of made me feel a bit distant from faith. But and um, but yeah. So after all that, like after all that, and also like I ended up resigning from my job and all that stuff. So I just pretty much dropped everything, and I was like, Lord, I. I did the similar thing, you know. I took that leap of faith again. And I was like, Lord, I'm just going to dive. <laughs> catch, Please catch me again. <laughs> and so, yeah, ended up getting, ended up getting, yeah, so like I had that sense that the Lord started to call me to ministry. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't an immediate sense, but after a while I started to work a bit more, started to get engaged in more Bible studies, started to engage in more, like other elements of things, you know, like especially in the church and actually ministry, like in ministry. And um, what happened was I started to participate more. One thing that I always used to do when I was back home, like home is Adelaide. So one of the things I used to do was lead the service and I kept on leading the service and leading the service. And that was mainly my, mainly my job. And pretty much everyone knew me, knew me as that person. So I was like, oh, oh, who's leading the service tonight? Lonnie is... <laughs> just just an immediate thought you know? <laughs> and I was like why don't you have a try you know? <laughs> I want to work the computer tonight why don't you have to try <laughs> but honestly what I can say about my yeah the faith the journey through like through my life and through my years like my early years it was mainly like every year every time I kept on stepping forward and I felt like I kept on getting successful like and stuff it came to the point where it's like <laughs> nah, God's like, nah, that's not for you. Nah, that's not for you. That's not for you. That's not for you. And it just kept on getting narrower, narrower, and narrower to the point where it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I see where this, Father God, I think I see where this is going now. I think I see where <laughs> it is. So, honestly, like, <clears throat> even through that point, like, yeah, even through that point, you know, there was a lot of tears, but there was a lot of joy in the whole in the whole like aspect of it, you know, because God's like, I'm gonna carry you through. And it's like, oh, it's like a roller coaster, it's like like everywhere else. And it's like, wow. So um 
what I realized was when I came to like, I started to get the proper, I think it was, say, 2018, I started to, yeah, I started to participate more in that, the church stuff, the engaging. And then around 2019, I, um, yeah, around 2019, that's when I would say mid July. That's when I actually got the sense of, actually got that proper, proper sense of when that God was actually calling me to ministry. So me and my pastor, like, I went to go see him. He's like, hey, how you doing, man? It's like, oh, yeah. I was like, huh, pastor, I think my, um, I think I'm getting called to ministry. He's like, oh, why's that? Oh, you got a sense. So we started praying then. <laughs> so we started, <laughs> so we started praying. And I think it was around July. And honestly, through July, I was like, okay. We just kept on praying. We prayed for like four or five, I think like two months straight. Yeah. Kept on, yeah, right. And kept on praying, kept on praying it in. It's a long period of discernment, yeah. It was. It was. And like but at the same time we was trying for other colleges, you know. Like like we mm. would like like we would go for like look for colleges in Sydney, look for colleges up look for the college back up there um in Darwin, in Perth, some colleges in Adelaide, some colleges here in Melbourne. But we ended up picking one college and it's like, okay, cool. So we ended up picking this college in Melbourne and it ended up being Ridley College. So we went there and we quite inquired about it. And I was like, okay, Lord, is this is this the like is this the right college, you know? And we kept on praying. And I was like, oh okay, we would like you to come here, like study. So currently I'm studying a diploma in theology. So I'm my i I'm in currently in my second year. So at the time, like in twenty nineteen, you know, it was like, okay. So what they did was we had an interview. So yeah, so we came over, so we travelled all the way over here, had an interview, and um, they they gave me this bridging program thing. So it was like a sort of a bridging program to see where you at. Completed. So we had I had to do a thousand word essay. It was the first essay I ever done in my life. <laughs> and I was like, Pastor, how do you do this? How do you do this? <laughs> and we were sitting there, and he's like, Oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I think the question was, how does the Old Testament connect to the New Testament? So just just something light. Yeah, it was just know. something light and pretty much basic, you know. Yeah. I just had to explain it. <laughs> and like, oh, oh, oh. there have there haven't been hundreds and hundreds of books written on that one. It's that's just you know that's an easy one. It's pretty basic. It's like <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so Old Testament Christ concealed, New Testament Christ revealed. <laughs> That's pretty much. That's pretty much. It was sort of. You didn't need a thousand words to say that. Didn't really, but we had to break it up into five hundred each, I guess. But um, yeah. So even through now, you know, like even through now, you know, like like the like when I look back now and when I see my faith, the faith journey, or like like, and I would summarize it. You know, it's like like all those hardships that I went through, all those. All those hardships, all those joyful times, all those, all those times, you know, it was building me up for this point, you know, because if it was me back in, if it was me back in like 2014 or something, when I first, 2014 or something like that, when I first came to faith in my first or second year, I would not be able to handle this. But I thank God for that hardship and that trial and that building of character to make, like to make me who I am today. The crazy thing was, I was the first male in my whole family, like mother, mother's and father's side, to actually come to Christ. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, like, like God revealed it. Like when I was over here, God sort of revealed it to me. And he's like, I was like, wow. 
like us like it, it wasn't like a whoa it was like oh yeah cool cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so over time just that slow realization yeah yeah, so. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still sinking in that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> and so that that calling to to ministry and now spending years studying theology like what is it about that calling that is exciting to you? Like what's, what do you hope to achieve? What's, you know, what's your vision and what's exciting about that possibility? Honestly, at first when I came over here, you know, I was like, at first when I came over here, I was like, I'm studying, like I'm doing this for ministry. The word ministry, mm. that scared me. <laughs> I was like, oh, ministry. Oh, yeah, this is, this is cool. But, this, this is also this is also like this is also like I'm frightened, you know. <laughs> it's like I don't know where I'm gonna go. Yeah, man, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like um, now when I hear the word like when I heard the word ministry and what I'm looking for is like one thing I want, like what I really have a heart for is like really strong heart for is for like the youth, you know, and especially like also like the youth, but also like especially people my age and under, because there is not a lot of average young Aboriginal leaders out there. And I've only met two other people that were like me in the colleges that are actually doing, that are actually participating and actually want to, wanting to do ministry at the willingness of their heart. After after a few bumps from God, you know, it's like, oh, no, no, we're going to be obedient to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we submit to Will, you, Lord. Willing, Willingness with a little bit of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much but um honestly ministry what, what ministry looks like is just like mm. it's serving like serving others like i know, I know it's, i know it's easy to say but also like like because of all the stuff that especially some stuff that's happening today you know like all this craziness and all that stuff you know it's like and especially in my own especially in my own community especially like in our original community you know like yes sharing like ministry as much as you can preach the gospel, you also demonstrate it. You demonstrate God's love, and that also that also brings another thing to the table. You know, it's like it's like okay, what's gonna happen? Like what's gonna happen? Like okay, you like you got people who will be like leaders, community, and stuff. You know, and they'll be like, oh, why is this person so loving? Why is this person so caring? Why do we yell at this person? And this person still shows compassion to us. <laughs> <laughs> it is also bringing that different type of. It's also bringing that different type of, like element to the table. And that one thing, that main thing, is demonstrating God's love. And um, I really strongly believe that. Like one, honestly, like I really strongly believe. You know, like to help and encourage other, other brothers and sisters, even the even the even the older ones, but the what the younger brothers and sisters that are like also younger, like to help them to build them up in faith and encourage them, you know, like knowing that, knowing that we also need it. Like we also need a voice. Yeah, for sure. So the question that I ask everyone and that I love always asking, sure. I'm really interested in your perspective, the idea of mission. What does the word mission mean to you? What does the idea of mission mean to you? And how has that, uh, that potentially changed over time? Okay, mission. It's another nice, easy one, like your entry entry essay to Ridley. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, when I hear <laughs> when I hear mission, I think of the community. 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, man. No, like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, mission. Honestly, it's pretty much what I said previously. You know, like, like the gospel needs to be heard. Like, even going on mission, like missionary journeys and stuff like that. Like, it's bringing that, it's bringing that other perspective to the table. You know, like bringing that, that one, that true purpose that, that God wants for us is that to understand that we us as christians you know like we need to demonstrate that love and then in the end you know it's it's also like mission is not just i wouldn't say that mission is just not like just sitting there just some people preaching the gospel it's also like sitting down listening to other people's stories getting to know the getting to know community getting to know getting to know people and there's a lot of there's 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 a lot of i don't know there's as much as the mission is a big journey, it can be a big journey. It is something that's also unique. God shows the uniqueness of the peak, like of His creation, through the journey. Mm. Like you go through because you're mm. you're interacting not with just heat, like you're interacting with people from different cultures, different tongues, yeah. different yeah. all aspects of all aspects, like all different like nations, you know. And it's like yeah. Yeah, and sure. it also shows that. Oh, how can I explain it now? <laughs> I'm just taking, just taking it down. It's like, yeah, the the uniqueness of mission comes through as you explore. Mm. That's what that's what that's what I would say. Like, haven't really looked into the mission, but knowing the fact your experience and your yeah 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 knowing but knowing the fact that you're going to talk to other people about about other things, you know, it's like it could be anywhere. It could be other side of the world. Mm. It could be places you've never been to or heard about. Mm. Mm. Knowing that you go in there and they're like, why is this person so different? Yeah. It's like, do you know Jesus? (laughs) 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 It's like that, you know, it's. So um, thinking, thinking ministry, um, you know, is that call, that ministry calling? Do you think that's going to lead you to ministry in a local church, or um, it's it's direct? Yeah, it will be definitely. It will be definitely in a local church. Yeah, yeah. mainly. Yeah. Um, it's mainly leading me to. I can see it's also leading me to mainly Aboriginal Aboriginal church context. Yeah. So it's sort of like, but also like you know, it's like also connecting with followers and like just. Just like breaking down, we'll say breaking down the barriers between yeah. is the vision, sort of division, you know. And it's like, it's like you got Western society, you got black followers, you got all that there. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's like, it's like no, let's break that barrier. Let's talk about things. And when we talk about things, we're safe because God is here in this presence, you know. The two or yeah. two or three are gathered, you know. His presence is, yeah. his presence is there, and that's. Honestly, that's something that I really, I, or I also strongly believe, you know. And it's also been, it's also been, <laughs> like, it's also been like the Holy Spirit has just flared it on my heart. They keep they just talk about it, yeah, just to talk about it, you know. And like, it's okay, you know. Like, I would like to hear your story on things. I would like to hear what church, what mm. what churches like to you and like to other people, you know. Mm. And that's what I say. Like, mm. that's what I yeah talk about. So mm. yeah, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> So 
you know, you're stepping into a ministry role in a in a local church, yes. with a, you know, in a calling in a particular space. I'm I'm curious for what do you think God's vision for the 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 church as a whole is, or possibly an easier easier version of that to answer. Um, what does the perfect local church look like? Do you think? So you know, you're you're ten years into uh, a ministry placement in a local church, and you have just completely transformed it, and it is now a perfect church. What does that look like? Yeah, I have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, that would be a that's that's a that's a tricky question. It is a tricky question because the main what I would say is like I said just like just before you know it's like like breaking down that bar- breaking down those barriers having that that unity amongst each other you know like like having that likeness you know that we all have that one love and that, that one love for our heavenly father like the ideal for the ideal church also is to like build up young leaders build up strong build up strong people in foundation and faith you know and also have that strong encouragement with each other but we also know that sometimes when you go to other churches, you know, like there isn't that. You don't get that. You don't have that strong team. You don't have that strong people. You don't have that strong situation, you know, and it's like, okay. How about like for my ideal for my ideal like church? It's it's a hard it's a hard thing to say because when you think about it and like <laughs> You think about it in a revelation, you know, like a <laughs> cross comes back, you know, and it's always that's that's yeah. the perfect church. When that's a really good point. <laughs> it is. It is. It yeah, is. It's a good point. But yeah. the thing about the thing about it is like the just the breaking down the rules, the walls, and the barriers, you know, like mm. the one line, you know, it's like how can we come together as society? Because yeah. even today, you know, it's like some people are so scared to people are scared to approach each other you know and it's like well, hold on we both have the same heavenly father and why are we doing this to ourselves and it's like okay no like let's let's come together and let's actually talk mm. that's 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 the main <laughs> that's that's what i see you know that's what i that's, that's what i would love to see is like a form of community actually just not letting any circumstance even just race, color, creed, any circumstance to come mm. through it, just mm. come as one. Yeah, look, amen. What do you think it takes to get a community to that place? What do you have to do to arrive at a place where a community is um, is able to ta- take down those barriers and and really meet, you know, meet equally, meet face to face? And honestly. It's a form. It's a form of willingness. Yeah. Because everyone's different. It depends. Yeah. It also depends on the individual. Because like, like the reality of it is like, some people are like, oh, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? How are we doing this? You know. And some people they can be conservative, but also they can be too conservative. And it's like, <sighs> but that's sort of the barriers that, honestly, uh, how can I say that? It's about sitting down, listening to each other's stories, and coming to, up to a like the shortest the shortest way I can explain it is sitting down, like coming together as a group, each part different, and sharing their inputs, but also taking different elements of it 
mm. and trying to level the playing field. But that also requires a lot of prayer. That also requires like a lot of prayer and a lot of discernment from, from God as well, you know. Yeah, look, I love I love that sense of of, of um mutual exchange. Yes. Of of off offering and receiving as well in that space. Yes. And that's, and that, that's like that's like that's unique that's unique in itself, you know, like because, you know, like it's all yeah, as it all is coming together as one, you know, it's coming together as a as this big unique platform <laughs> in a way, you know. <laughs> that's one way to explain it. So yeah. So um in your studies and um in the things that you're exploring, um you know, what are you reading at the moment or, or what are you engaging with and who or what is inspiring you in your in your ministry journey, in your faith journey? Now I'm thinking. <laughs> now I'm thinking. <laughs> um, like we said, like we was talking about previously, you know, it was about, about first century, the first century church yeah. and how they all formed together as, how they were formed together and how like, like you was talking about previously, you know, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, how we all, how it all came to play and how it all, but like knowing that, like your faith with Jesus is like your faith with Jesus in the historical accounts, what happened like to early, like to early Christian, early church, early century Christians, is that like your faith is not taken for granted. That, you know, as much as you suffer and as much as you, as much as you suffer and much as you're getting persecuted and as much as like these things are happening, it's like, you know, that they like, it showed that they looked, was looking forward to our heavenly father and that they know one day that they will be with him in glory. <laughs> so pre recording the podcast, we were chatting like first century creeds and yes, um, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the occasional, the occasional heresy um, and, and, and like, and martyrdom yes. and stuff, which, you know, just, just some light. Uh, we, we were just doing a little bit of light getting to know you stuff. Yes. Um, you mentioned um, <laughs> you mentioned a particular martyr, or I think a particular pair of martyrs. Yes, uh, um, Perpetua and Felicity. Honestly, yeah. like, just, tell us a bit of their story. Like, yeah. Honestly, um, just like watching, listening to, like, reading their story, reading the document of Perpetua and Felicity, it was the fact that as much how horrific and how like how real the persecution was, you know that they know that they had comforted through faith and they know that the one thing that really popped out was the faith how their love for God triumphed over the persecution, triumphed over like like even like the phys like even the physical thing itself, you know? Because Yeah. um uh, I believe it was Felicity. Felicity had the Felicity had this dream like was having these dreams and having these visions where God was showing him like you're going to die. Like you're actually going to die, and it's like, well, but through that, you know, they they but through that, Felicity, like because of Felicity, she, <clears throat> as she was describing the documents, you know, she was like, you can strongly see and mind you even feel the fact that she was still holding close to her faith, and that it was so encouraging to see how <laughs> how much. Especially as like first, like the first early, the first century Christians was like, it was like 
their faith wasn't taken for granted. Like they would, they took it very, very seriously. Even going through horrific injuries and all that stuff, and as I was getting chucked into like coliseums and stuff like that, that was, and that's that stuff in itself was, like we like we learn about Roman history, you know, and it's like you get chucked in there, just like animals get let out, like like you get barbarians and all that stuff like coming in, and it's like these Christians were actually getting chucked in there, and it's like, but even through that, they were sitting there and like. Oh, thank you for the suffering, Lord. This all this is all in your glory. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? Is he serious? But the one thing the one thing that re- that the strongest thing that really encouraged was the faith. How they stuck with the faith and they knew for the fact that like, they, they accepted the fact that they like they was going to die, but they knew for a fact that they was gonna be reconciled with, with the Father. And that was that was the strong element that kept on coming out all the time. That kept on being raised to questions, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's like, like it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. We're gonna be, we're gonna be, st- we're gonna be standing with God. It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that? I, oh, I just can't even. I cannot even picture being able to say that. Oh, I know. It's, I know. it's just, it's incredible. It's, it, it's, it's such a, it's such a, it's so, it's so strong. It's so powerful. Like you can't even. It's something that you can't comprehend, you know. And it's like, but also like like I was ta- like we was talking about pre-recording, you know. It's like modern times, like as mm. we see it, like we don't understand it because it is it is what it is back in those days. Mm. It's, and it's still a reality for for so many people around the world. Exactly, and um, but also seeing that you know it's like, but it really shows how much they value our creator, you know, creator of of heaven and earth, the whole universe in, in general and it's like whoa this is some powerful stuff also just want to ask you about um the the church that you're currently connected with while you're in melbourne the melbourne indigenous fellowship um yep tell us a bit about that church you're a, a bit involved in leadership there while you're while you're doing ministry studies uh yeah yeah um it's just taking baby steps for now because um as much as um as much as studying theology, it does take a big part of it does take a big part of what I do, and I'm honestly now I'm just slowly starting to push up to that leadership leadership role, and also just it's starting to engage into the church, and it um it's a small congregation, but it like it's a small congregation, but the hearts the, the hearts are big, you know. Majority of them are elderly, um, so like some of them have disabilities, but their heart for God is. Like they love God. <laughs> every time they hear, every time they hear the word of like hear the word of the Lord, you know, they just smile. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it's beautiful ministry position, like ministry position in a church, just like at the moment, just like I did previously at my old church back in Adelaide, was leading. And um, so, like I help when I can, but hopefully, like, so at the moment, I'm just so this weekend, I'll probably I'll be leading. Because my pastor's going away, so he's going to Western Australia. So I'll be leading the service while we've got the other, so I've got two other church elders that I'm going to be helping with. So that's also a good exercise for me as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's good. That's a good place to um, cut your teeth, as the as the saying goes. And yeah, yeah. A bit, of a, a bit of a go. Yes. <laughs> if people wanted to connect with you a bit more, where would they find you? Um, I've got Facebook, so. Just my name, you know, Lonnie Bendesi. <laughs> and I also have an um, email. So 
like an email address. So uh, Lonnie Porter at hotmail.com. So the Porter, so the Porter is P O R T A. And yeah, like feel free to email me, message me on Facebook to connect on. Yeah. Oh, it's been awesome hanging out with you, man, and really appreciated the way that you've shared your story. And oh, um, thank you. I know I personally found it really encouraging, and I'm I'm sure other people out there will as well. No worries. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks heaps to Lonnie for joining us on Mission Unplugged. If you want to connect more with Lonnie, you can find him on Facebook at lonnie.bendesi.35 or you can shoot him an email at lonnieporter at hotmail.com. Those links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Mission Unplugged, a podcast by Embody. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please rate and leave a review so more people can find us. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Join the conversation right now on our Discord server at embody.org.au forward slash discord. Embody is a national community of young people passionate about mission locally, nationally, and globally. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at EmbodyAU and visit our website at embody.org.au. All the links are in the show notes. Embody is part of the Global Mission Partners family. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia and pay respect to elders past and present. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water, and culture. Music in the show is by Josh Woodward. We'll catch you next time, and thanks for listening to Mission Unplugged.